0: Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation.
1: Welcome to the one hundred and third episode of the Pulling Tart Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bobby Kuhn. This week, we're going to do something a little different. We have Tim Dillard on the show, former MILB, Indie Ball, and MLB pitcher with the Milwaukee Brewers. Tim is now a pregame and postgame analyst for Brewers games on Bally Sports Wisconsin. If you like this episode, make sure to go back and listen to the older episodes. There's 102 fantastic episodes with amazing guests. Something back there for everyone. If you want a shout out on the pod and on Twitter, it's super easy. Drop a rating and comment on Apple Podcasts. I know you guys listen on a lot of different apps and sites and stuff, um, but please drop a rating and comment on Apple Podcasts. That helps drive us up the charts a little bit, turns more people into listeners, Make sure to go follow the designated Twitter account for the podcast at Pulling Tarp Pod. That's where you can find all up-to-date news about the Pulling Tarp Podcast and reach out about becoming a guest. That's where businesses can reach out as well to become sponsors. Would love to get one of those here soon. And if you really want to, you can also follow me on Twitter at It's R.A. Coon. That's I-T-S-R-A-C-O-O-N. In case you missed it, we have merchandise. You can now get Pulling Tart Podcast stickers, coffee mugs, and wall art. The stickers are really cool, perfect for your cooler or your Yeti um, or your laptop, you know, all that cool stuff there. Uh, you can find that on the Pulling Tart Podcast Twitter account in the link tree that's in our bio, or you can go to tpublic.com. That's T E E P U B L I C dot com. With all of that being said, let's chat with Tim Dillard. Tim, welcome on to the Pulling Tart Podcast. Super appreciative that you took the time out of your evening. I know you got a busy schedule, um, and it's only going to get busier. So, um, so welcome on. Uh, let's start off. You and I have something in common. Uh, we both worked in Beloit, Wisconsin. Uh, do you have any stories from living and playing in Beloit in 2004?
0: Wow. That's a that's a big question starting off the bat. Um yeah, I mean there's a bunch of stories. Um it was actually one of the first times that I guess me and sensitive in a way, a lot of these guys, it's the first time they've ever had to like get an apartment, right? And like yeah. call the water place and ask for water and like get furniture and stuff like that. Like grown up stuff. Yeah. So yeah. this was when I look back at my time in Beloit, it's uh I felt like I was really a grown up. Um, it didn't come to fruition. I still feel like a kid though. But yeah, it was a growing opportunity where you're out on your own and you get to kind of do whatever. And we, uh, I remember we had about four or five of us in one apartment because right, that's the minor leagues. Yep. And, uh, we went to Goodwill and got a whole bunch of like, uh, furniture. And one of the things we got was an orange, like shag couch, you know, like that kind of, it was, it was bright orange. I and mean, none of us had a truck. So we had to borrow Don money. who was the manager. At yeah. The time. We borrowed his truck. And uh, and that's that's what we did. A couple guys slept on the floor. Uh, a couple of guys had air mattresses in rooms. Uh, I, at one time, a guy slept in a closet. I had a big closet, and, and the room yeah. I was in, and, and a guy slept in there. So, yeah, that's that's my my biggest memories. And it's the first time I had Culvers. So there
1: yes, <laughs> Cul. I do miss Culvers for sure. Man, yeah, They used
0: to give away those in the clubhouse, like uh, free, you know, like a free ice cream, or, or a, I'm sorry, free custard uh, cup. Yeah. And, and everybody would, like, you know, grab them. But I always looked for the turtle. It was like a free turtle in a cup. So I'm okay. thinking, yeah, I need the, the caramel and the, and the pecans and all that. I need that. And uh, it was it was a big time for me. I was I weighed about 260, 265 during that spell. So okay. <laughs> it was a combination between Culver's and, uh, and the McGriddle at McDonald's same year that came out.
1: Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I worked there from 2013. 2013- to 2017 um did you frequent any restaurants or watering holes in Beloit oh
0: yeah um I mean yeah I
1: was
0: (laughs) I was untethered at the time so pretty much you could find me at. I think it was the pitcher's mound yeah right right around the corner from the field basically yeah yeah I was in there and probably after every game uh, okay. That's where you'd see some of the umpires. I don't okay. think you are allowed to buy them drinks or anything, but you you could yell at them and they'd laugh. Right. Uh, that was that was fun. Um, <laughs> and let's see, I went to the movie theater a lot there. I saw one of the Bourne movies. I forgot which one. Bourne Supremacy, I think. Okay. I saw Lemony Snicket's, uh, the Jim Carrey movie. It wasn't that great. I think that was the same year. Right. Um, yeah. Let's see. After that, oh, De Sicilian. There was a Italian place that my teammate and catcher vinnie rotino who's a okay uh, the Racing rambo he's a wisconsin legend he yeah. actually found this place and this guy i don't even think he spoke english but we went in there a lot and actually shot a commercial for this guy it's okay. called d okay. sicilian and uh yeah so he he hooked us up with some really good food for that season
1: awesome awesome <laughs> um so, yeah yeah <laughs> um so I was telling you a little bit about the podcast before we got started, and, and you're the first guest um, that I've had uh, that, that never worked in the minor leagues, um, but, but you, you played in the minor leagues and in indie ball, um, so I, I know you have a lot of respect for, for the folks that work in the front office. Can you give an example of your appreciation for the people that work in minor league baseball and indie ball?
0: Sure. Um, I mean, I've pulled tarp a few times, so I okay. guess that counts. I've yeah. actually worked, and I you know that's that's where GMs and everybody's out there pulling tarp when it gets bad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there is an appreciation. I think one of the things that I learned throughout my career, I played um, parts of eighteen seasons, and when I after about season ten, the younger guys would come in, and I would try to impose on them like, listen, this is a this is a collective family. Yeah, it takes a small village to put on even a minor league game and mm-hmm. then you get to the big leagues and you see how big that family grows But I was like everybody needs everybody every there's a piece there's people that are doing, you know stuff in the parking lot There's ticket takers. There's uh, concession stand workers groundskeepers Like all of that is what makes this whole thing go round And yeah. I grew up in the minor league clubhouse and ran around the concourse when my dad was a coach. Yeah uh, Growing up and uh, I remember one of my first things I did that was wrong was <laughs> I used to get food for the groundskeeper in Auburn, New York. My dad was coaching for the Auburn Astros. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I would go up to the concession stand and I'd be like, uh, Hey, uh, groundskeeper needs a cheeseburger. And they'd be like, Oh, okay. And they'd give it to me. and I'd walk around the corner and eat it. Sometimes <laughs> I would give it to him, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that's so. what it is. You can't, you don't, you're not going to have baseball in the field. Yeah. Um, unless you can have people that can get you there. And that's, that, that's, like I said, it takes a
1: small village. Absolutely. Um any front office position in particular that you have the most appreciation for as a player?
0: I would I would never want to be the yeah, I would never want to be the general manager. Only because <laughs> that is a that's a hard gig. Yeah. Um because you have to call the shots, you know, and it's eleven thirty and and we're thinking, Hey, they're probably gonna cancel this game. Uh, there's always a GM in the back of his mind going I shouldn't do this but I think I'm about to green light this and that makes you very unpopular in the clubhouse Oh yeah yep. <laughs> it's hard to win players over when you have to make those tough decisions but um, I, I don't know I, I would say I would say the people that walk around um, like you know, with the popcorn and the, the cotton candy and stuff yeah. I, I feel like you know you're getting your steps in
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> I've eaten many a snow cone in the bullpins uh, red licorice. Um, there was a guy in, in Salt Lake City that was there for several summers um, selling cinnamon roasted almonds,
1: oh, and he would cool.
0: walk down, and he would kind of sing it. He'd be like, cinnamon roasted almonds. <laughs> uh, so I have a respect for that. I mean, it could have okay. went the other way. it just been like cinnamon roasted almonds. But those, those people that walk around and sell the food and sell the drinks, they go the extra mile. Those are those people are special.
1: Yeah. Um, I went to an Orioles game one time, and I bought a beer from from one of those vendors, and the guy sitting in front of me was a season ticket holder and he said you'll never believe it but that guy that just sold you that beer is a millionaire and i and i said really and he said he's been working here selling beers for 20 years 25 years and this dude has calves like bigger than my thighs and um he's just running up and down and he's he's got his clients and they tip him well and he he also works i think washington wizards games so he never like gets a chance to like spend any of his money he he just keeps it all and and yeah (laughs) when somebody told me that the beer vendor was a millionaire that kind of threw me for a loop that's that's
0: incredible. Why do you have me on here? You should get that guy on your <laughs> podcast. That guy's a winner.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. We had a guy in Nashville one time years ago at the old stadium. This was a day game. It was hot, right? There's ten people in the stands, and they're all spread out all over the whole bleachers. And there's this guy, and you can tell the ones that carry the heavy stuff, like carry the drinks. You know, yeah. They got big old muscles, and this guy was carrying this thing, and he's like, you know, he's like, uh, you know, snow cones or whatever beer, whatever he's selling. You know, he's screaming it, and you can hear him all over the stadium. And then a guy turns on a ball and hits a Scud missile into the stands. And we're all yelling from the bullpen, like, look, out!" And this guy got squared up right in the back. And we were like, oh! And, like, there's no way around it. Everyone in the whole stadium, so you can't play it off. Right. squared you up <laughs> it didn't deflect <laughs> it fell right behind you in the bleachers Yep. and this guy just lets out this ah like just scream ah. <laughs> and there's like dead silence for a moment because yeah. everybody's like is this guy like really hurt he's probably in his 50s you know you're like is this guy like really hurt we have to take him somewhere mm-hmm. and after a few seconds of silence <laughs> you hear this bud light
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was a trooper
1: oh yeah. man that's awesome <laughs> Um, <clears throat> so you referred to it a little bit, um, but your your dad played in the minors, major leagues, um, and then coached. Your brother made it to the major leagues as well. Um, just what was it like being in a family full of major leaguers? Well,
0: not a brother. Both, uh, both my brothers played some independent baseball. Oh, okay. Um, I'm sure there's another Dillard in there. I know there's one that went to Ole Miss recently. I think he's actually with the Brewers. People tweet at me all the time and is like is this guy your brother and i was okay. like i don't know if he makes it to the big leagues i'll definitely claim him
1: yeah right <laughs> But as
0: far as i know he wasn't there when, when we grew up um <laughs> uh, and i don't think he's my kid i gotta check on that no i'm kidding <laughs> uh, but yeah just i grew up in the baseball household that's all yeah. we ever knew um i remember the, the the time as soon as i realized like my dad played in the big leagues i was probably like Ten or twelve, like I'd already okay. always known he'd played in the big leagues, but it was starting starting to really come uh, forefront when people would meet him and be like, "Hey, man, love watching you play." Or I'd see some of him talk to his old teammates when he was coaching, yeah. and they'd be like, "Oh, man, just love being your teammate, stuff like that." And I was like, "My dad played in the big leagues. This is crazy. You know, yeah. he played at Fenway and Wrigley." And I, I remember it dawned on my six year old just the other day. So. <laughs> <I saw, laughs> He saw my baseball card or something, and, and we were just sitting around doing nothing, playing a game, card game. And he's like, "Dad,
1: you're my dad." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, buddy." <laughs> he's like, "You you played in the big
0: leagues?" And I was like, "I, I did. <laughs> you weren't alive at that time." but I right. was <laughs> <I'm laughs> like, "Yeah, one time I did." He goes, "That's just really cool." I was like, "Oh wow, thanks." There you go. I don't. But it's just, I don't know. I have all my old and t-shirts and equipment and stuff like that in the garage I just cleaned it up uh, family's out of town for spring break I stayed behind to try to get ready for that upcoming broadcast and all that kind of stuff so yeah. I am cleaning out the garage too and, and found that old stuff and there's no use for it on my end but I, I, I think I keep it around for the kids for the kids to yeah. grow up and be like I'm going to wear this jersey to, to high school because I used to wear my dad's old jerseys be uh, cool. through the halls of my high school so I don't know I don't know I don't know why I keep it all but there's something about being part of that legacy that's just kind of
1: fun yeah yeah, I would imagine so. Um, so you and I started uh, messaging on Twitter a while back. I think I responded to one of your tweets, and it was something like, um, you know, wh- when you were in Little League, what was the sponsor uh, of your Little yeah. League team? And mine was... I. So I didn't play in Little League very, very long because I quickly found out I am, I am not good at baseball. So... Um, but uh, but ended up working in the minor leagues, doing media relations and all that stuff. Um, but so the sponsors for my teams was a company called Turnkey Construction and then R and R Roofing. And you DM'd me and said <laughs> and said R and R Roofing is it just a bunch of guys sleeping on a roof or something like that? I'll, I got a poor. Relax it, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was.
0: Oh, uh, that's funny yeah I yeah, got I, that was a great that. tweet. I didn't think it was gonna be that big, but I was, I'm surprised how many comments came up after that. Yeah, like everybody has a special connection to baseball. It doesn't matter if you were done after little league or high school or college or you know big leagues. it doesn't matter like that's that's what I love about baseball. You know it doesn't discriminate in that way. Anybody, big, small, tall, short, it doesn't matter. You can, you have you have a place on that field. So yeah, I don't know. I just I think that resonated with people. That tweet that was a good one. There were some crazy sponsors out there.
1: Oh, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. So that brings me to this question: What was the strangest sponsor for a promotion that you remember from your playing career?
0: Ooh. Um, we had Hamburger Helper one okay. season. I remember, and and that was strange just because. They took a beanbag. Um, one person did uh, as an in-between game, in-between okay. innings game. Yeah. And they would stand on the dugout and they throw it backwards, and their partner had to catch a, a beanbag with a skillet, and that was a okay. hamburger helper game. I always thought that was strange. But okay. I like hamburger helper, so you know that that wasn't. You know, I, I promoted that one as much as I could. Sure. Um, <laughs> there was uh, honey. I remember honey across the board one year sponsored uh, the minor leagues or at least AAA. So I learned a lot about honey. It has a shelf life of infinity. Like it never goes yeah. bad. Um, and honey is only made of honey. It's like strange stuff like that. But that was trivia. That was weird. Okay. Um, I had a card sponsored by Kraft Cheese. It's one of my favorite cards Damn. that I have in the minor leagues. Uh, but I think the biggest one, oh man, I can't remember who the sponsor was. So that kind of defeats the purpose. But in Beloit, they had a thing called the self-esteem. No, the the, the Bozo Grand Prize Game, right? Like. Okay. The, the uh the buckets that were nailed to a two by four and you would throw a ping pong ball oh yeah yeah. very low key and i forgot who the sponsor was but the winner of it got the self-esteem board game which i didn't know was a thing but it but it's real okay and that was the prize (laughs) so i can't remember who sponsored that but shame on them
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man were you ever involved in any of any promotions when you played an indie ball
0: Ooh, I don't know if I was or not. I was almost a part of uh, the famous chicken, the San Diego chicken. Yeah, I was almost—I was almost part of one of his skits in 2006. Okay, uh, but I had to go pitch. It was during the All Star Game. <laughs> Sorry, okay. I came on here to brag. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: it's the only All Star Game I've ever been. Uh, but I—but I was going to be doing it a certain inning, and I was actually I had to pitch that inning. Um, but being a part of a promotion, I don't know. I feel like I had. Yeah, I certainly. Have. I, I nothing's coming to mind. I remember we stole one of our guys's. I didn't do it. Uh, this groundskeeper that we talked into it stole a guy's uh, truck and drove <laughs> it uh, around the the morning track and then auctioned it off in between innings. That was a fun
1: one. Okay, yeah, that does sound <laughs> pretty. Fun. Lost,
0: everyone lost a friend over that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great. I was kind of a part of that. I didn't orchestrate it, um, but, but I did not stop it. I egged it on and made sure we went through proper channels. I was like the guy that came up with the idea. I was like, you got to make sure you talk to the manager. You got to talk to the GM. You got to talk to the the groundskeeper. Let him get it done. And man, it was awesome. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I have been part of one. I was part of the mattress. Like if you strike out the side, yeah, in beloit that year, you, uh, somebody in the stands won a mattress. Okay. And I almost, I almost won a guy mattress. I struck out, I struck out the first two guys, and then faced the third guy. And I think I had full count or something. And then he, uh, then he popped out and grounded out. So
1: okay. there's a guy
0: in the stands yelling at me like, "No, I gotta sleep on the floor now." <laughs> <laughs> you would never get this in the big leagues. That's what I loved about the minor leagues. Yeah, it's just, it's so bizarre and awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see here. So this is the Pulling Tarp Podcast do you have any crazy tarp stories
0: have i slid on a tarp absolutely okay have i been trapped under a tarp absolutely all right um uh let's see what else (sighs) i've pulled tarp for sure i don't know crazy sometimes so i played in colorado springs for four seasons yeah and it's colorado springs is beautiful it's a beautiful place it's a really cool city baseball should not be there it's just a tough place for baseball okay tough to be a pitcher anyway i'm sure at the same times we had like we had fog delays we had hail delays tornado delays rain delays flooding delays snow delays ice delays we had snake delays there was two snakes fighting in left field Jeez. that was strange that was the first um but it's just a tough place to overcome just as a, as a place. But man, that tarp was on that field all the time. And we were in the bullpen and there was only four to five, six groundskeepers. And when it starts raining really hard, they're only, the only thing they care about is the field. Yeah. So us in the bullpen, you know, we have to, we have to cover up the mounds or yep. They're going to be destroyed. Right. So we're sitting there. And you can kind of hear the rain coming and it just the bottom falls out and most guys just freak out and leave so i'm usually there by myself trying to pull this tarp but i remember one time i came in and by the time i got the tarp on and it took two minutes maybe i get in the clubhouse and i am soaked like my my glove is soaked actually my glove wasn't that bad i had it in my coat Uh, but my shoes my whole uniform everything and i come in and the pitching coach goes he goes hey dilly he goes. If this game starts back up, you're you're gonna you're gonna start the game. I was like, <laughs> I, was like, what? like I, I can't be more wet than I am right now. Right? I was like, We you dry. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I pitched that day.
1: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, so, can you give me any tips on my beard? Oh. Mm, how long
0: you been growing it? Because it looks um... like a cat could lick it off (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding i'm not Uh, trying to beard shame you it's good oh no
1: uh, probably about three weeks three weeks yeah yeah.
0: mine i mean it probably reached its full potential within probably three months maybe four months and now i just if i don't cut it it's just gonna keep going as far as i know um but i have to make it i I got a a broadcasting thing coming up at the end of spring training i'll actually be in arizona and on tv as far as i know so I, i have to get a haircut okay and a beard and a beard cut because they're kind of intertwining right now Mm. and it's just not pretty you know i I don't want anyone to look at me so i'm glad your podcast is only audio that's (laughs) what i asked i
1: was like otherwise
0: i'll i'll comb it
1: yeah do you put any like oil or any special shampoo in yours nothing you're just all natural
0: yeah several beard places have reached out to me wanting to Um, you know, sponsor my beard or whatever. And I'm like, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I just don't, I don't put anything in it. Uh, I just don't try to mess with it. I just let it do its own thing. (laughs) I'm an independent beard grower, I guess. Uh, But there is one place, Legends Grooming, Uh, company it's out of i think it's a a little town just north of memphis so it's tennessee you know i'm from you know or i live in tennessee now so i kind of try to support local and right and the guy there is charlie brown and he's a not like the cartoon character but just like the cartoon character (laughs) Uh, good dude great beard and he makes good products like if you're looking for stuff okay Uh, but as far as i go i mean to me it all boils down to if my wife can tolerate it yeah like if she wanted to smell better or be even you know cleaner uh, I, I would do that, but she, she loves me for me. So. All
1: right. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I mean, I used to just, you know, I used to like shave once a week and, and then, you know, during COVID and stuff, I, I just kind of like let it go. And then my wife likes it. I got a lot of compliments on it. So I just kept on growing it, but I, I can't trim it myself. I got to go to the barber shop and get it trimmed. I, no, I can't. you can totally do it.
0: So there's a guy named Chris LaRue. Uh, the brewers had, we had him for like two months and, and, and years ago. Uh, he actually ended up becoming the Canadian Bachelor, uh, the oh, Bachelor okay. uh, that we have in in the states. He was the Canadian guy. I, I couldn't watch it. There's not like a channel you can find. Oh, interesting. To watch it. But anyway, uh, Larue would always give me beard tips because his beard like it was it was so good. It was fake. I was like, you're he, he, good looking dude. Like good looking yeah. beard. I'm like, how do you pull that off? So he'd always tell me, you gotta make sure you trim like along uh, the upper lip. Make sure your lip is showing. Okay. Um, he said when you do it with a trimmer. He's like, turn it upside down and, and always trim downward. He's like, that'll help it grow down. I and don't... you want it to be a little shorter on the sides, obviously. I go for like the, you know, the Spartan look, the 300 look, you know, this is Sparta. Yeah. I try to go for that kind of funnel uh, shape to okay. it. But um, yeah, that's about it. It's not hard. It's just, it's getting past the awkward stages and just being comfortable with who you are. And I will say this, the, my first 12 seasons... Uh, in professional baseball, I shaved before every game, like wow. every day. I wanted to be clean shaven. I wanted to look young, and then I turned thirty, and it was like jigs up. Every scout has a smartphone. They know who I am by now. Right. <laughs> I'm the oldest guy in Double A, like <laughs> in 2014. So the next year, I'm like, forget it. I'm actually uh, gonna grow out a ginormous beard. And so I don't know. Now it became kind of a thing. People yeah. didn't recognize me.
1: Yeah, I it mean, would, you have the logo yeah. with just just like you know the out like you're kind of like James Harden. Like everybody knows you for your beard. Yeah,
0: yeah just like that. That's exactly your your baseball's yeah. version
1: of James Harden.
0: Yeah, no. Some of these guys, have, we were in a we were waiting on a plane in New Orleans, flying to Denver uh, after a game one day, and this this older lady comes up and stands next to me, and she's like, "I know who you are." I was <laughs> like... I don't think you do, man. She's like, I know. I'm not I won't tell anybody, but I know who you are. And I was like, I, I don't no, I think you're mistaken. She she's like leaning in, she's like, I know. And I'm like, Who do you think I am? Turns out she thought I was Charlie Blackman from the Rockies. Who's like super successful, yeah. left like, handed outfielder, like just awesome. I was like, That's not me, but thank you.
1: You guys do <laughs> anyway, kind of I
0: signed her cards.
1: You guys you do kinda look alike. Yeah. Okay.
0: He's way more athletic but yeah the the beard was the beard was a game changer I didn't think it would take off like it did and sometimes I forget I even wear it and I don't even remember what I look like without it so right it's a win-win situation
1: yeah yeah I mean I remember so I was the media relations marketing guy in Beloit and so you know I always do my due diligence and like look back at old stats and like headshots and stuff like that pictures and to put together like the program and stuff for the following season and um i remember like seeing your headshot and your pictures playing and stuff like that and then you know look and then i was just looking at your instagram like yesterday putting together like photos and or um questions and stuff and i was just like wow the you look a lot different that's for sure <laughs> well
0: it's so, funny I, if i'm thinking this right on the beloit snapper one I, I have kind of the frank the tank photo you know like the in uh in old school when, yeah when will Farrell's getting married and he's got this photo on the back of kind of like that what
1: like i think that was my <laughs> beloit snappers photo because yeah. we had a catcher lou pomisano who would always make fun of me
0: it was like what's up because <laughs> whatever i think i think that's the photo if that's the same one the headshot i just look confused <laughs> i think
1: you, i think you're right i think you i think you're right it's been a little while yeah. since I've seen it, but I, th- I think yeah. you're right.
0: <laughs> it probably doesn't exist anymore.
1: Oh, man. Um, <laughs> so, what is the strangest interaction that you've ever had with a fan?
0: Wow, strangest. Inter- I mean, there's been several, I'm sure. Yeah. Because um, sometimes, you know, early on, we would chart in the stands. If I was a starting pitcher, whatever mm-hmm. season, we'd actually be in the stands. So, there was a lot of opportunity to you know, have conversations and, um, if you mean just at the stadium, or if you mean outside the state, I don't know. Whichever,
1: whichever one you want.
0: Okay. So I'll say this 2000, it's like a trivia game. 2018. I believe we were in Fresno. We were in Fresno playing whoever was in Fresno at the time, maybe the nationals. I don't know if it was nationals could have been giants or A's before they left that matter. And they were renovating, some of their bleachers. So like okay. we're in our bullpens on the left field line, all the bleachers were taken out. It was just like, you know, huge giant concrete stairs is mm-hmm. basically what it looked like. Yeah. And so there's no one sitting down there. We're just down there minding our own business, very quiet because there was no one there. And, uh, there was a guy just heckling us. I am pretty sure he's a homeless guy that would had climbed the fence. He's hanging over like the top of the fence and he's just yelling. These guys are terrible, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, I was like, you know what we should do? We should give him some stuff. And so I, I sent a couple of rookie guys to go and, and get a bunch of stuff from the clubhouse, like shirts and bottled water and granola bars and anything they could find. And they came back with a whole, whole big packet of stuff. And they're like, well, how do we get it to the guy? Because you got to run in the bleachers during the game, above the left field fence, like you know, behind the fence, and then and then you know, find the guy at the top of the the fence i was inactive right so i was the oldest guy on the team probably and and i was inactive so i didn't have spikes on i had tennis shoes okay so i jump over the fence when no one's looking and i run up the stairs all the way to the top run across the concourse a little bit climb halfway up this fence and i give this guy this thing and i was like here you go man Uh, you know i was like sorry sorry we're not good we're gonna try to get better (laughs) i don't know i was just trying to diffuse the situation because he seemed really angry and this guy just turned on a dime and was like That is unbelievable. He goes, no one has ever done anything like this. He's like, I just, he's like, man, I was just kidding around watching a game. I just, this is, this is huge. And I was like, oh man, don't worry about it. And the next thing you know, he's like, go Sky Sox. (laughs) He started rooting for us. So I don't know. That was pretty cool. That was a good one.
1: (laughs) Okay. Um, So I was looking at your Instagram last night um, and you had a graphic on there about the things that you did during the MLB lockout mm-hmm. this year. So what was the most fun thing that you did during the MLB lockout that was on that most list?
0: Fun thing. Yeah. I don't know. What was the list? I got to look it up. Okay. <laughs> I can look back at my photos unless I delete it. Let's see. The one with grass things I did during it. Yeah. Uh, A gym. Yeah. I, could, I didn't have time to go to the gym. <laughs> um, 111 yeah i beat my kids at clue i'm pretty good at clue uh i don't know i would say probably re-binging how i met your mother oh there's I i don't know if you've ever seen that show it yes. is quite brilliant it's like the show it that, is it's like the show you and your buddies would be like hey you know what we should write a show this would yeah. be the show that you write so um yeah i would watch it on my lunch breaks i got a job at a warehouse uh, working 40 hours a week and on my lunch break I'd sit in my car and I'd eat my lunch that I packed and I'd watch How I Met Your Mother and it was awesome. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. That was... Yeah. That's doesn't seem like a highlight to most people maybe yeah. but maybe you haven't seen the show. You gotta watch it from beginning to end I, otherwise you won't get all the jokes.
1: I have watched How I Met Your Mother all the way through probably... I don't know, eight, nine, ten times. Um
0: What? That's a lot of hours. Yeah, what, I mean
1: man. it's it's kinda <laughs> it's kind of like my um like if I'm gonna watch T V as I fall asleep, like that it's it's that comfort show. Like if I'm homesick, I'm gonna watch that. Um it's yeah. it just always puts me in a good mood. It's it's yeah, it's my comfort show. So uh what's what's your favorite episode of How I Met Your Mother? Or your favorite oh, character, man. I guess.
0: Favorite character? I don't know. They're all pretty good. They got their own kicks. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I was watching one the other day that was really good. The one where Barney runs the marathon and then he can't get off the subway. That was <laughs> really that. That one's good. Yeah. But I don't know it. As we used to watch it, we would go to Oklahoma City and there's this little just lounge room uh, when we would play. I think they were the Rangers and then became the Dodgers. Yeah. But we would, had this little room. Uh, they just had a TV and couches, you know, just to chill. And mm-hmm. I tell you what, How I Met Your Mother was always on there, like on FX channel.
1: Okay. And
0: year after year, I mean, I'm talking over a 10-year period, I was just like, golly, the show. I was like, I don't, I just don't find it that funny. And a guy told me, he's like, if you watch, he's like, you're only getting about 50% of the jokes right now because right. it's on season three. Mm-hmm. He's like, if you go back to the beginning, you'll get all the inside jokes. So what I love about the show is if you go back and watch it all the way through, and I love how this is a "How I Met Your Mother" podcast now. Yeah, totally. Over it. <laughs> hey,
1: it's all good. But,
0: but it's it it just it's compound interest, man. It just picks up steam, and every episode gets funnier and funnier because they, you can tell when they put in little jokes, and they just run with it the entire time. Yeah. But they don't give it that much airtime later on. They just expect you to know it and keep right. running. So, I don't know. That that one's that's a good
1: one. Yeah. Have you watched any of the "How I Met Your Father"? episodes yet
0: Nah, i watched a trailer on it um that that's about i think we have hulu i think we're we're stealing that from my mother-in-law so i may have to check it out but okay um i'm still one or see one one or two seasons left okay to to get through before i can probably start the next one but i don't know have you seen it is it good
1: no i haven't seen it i like you i've only seen the trailer so um there's some recognizable actors and actresses in it um who's in it um hillary duff is in it she she plays i I don't know a main character um and then the i can't remember his name but he was in another show that i watched he he was in private practice um he his character's name was dell in that show that's all i remember but he's been in a couple of other shows but um he he's (laughs) the one that that plays he he's the one that plays ted mosby
0: oh Um, okay Oh, that guy. He's yeah, in
1: a... yeah. that
0: Mosby's that? No, oh, cool.
1: no, I don't think. I know. I know the girl that plays um, Robin is in it. Though she, oh, okay. she, she at least was on one episode. I saw that, but
0: yeah, she's also in those Marvel movies too.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so wh- I gotta ask. I'm a big food guy. Whenever I go oh. to a new uh, stadium, I gotta try concessions items um what's the best concessions item at i'm always gonna call it miller park but american family field
0: american family Field. shame on you for calling no i'm just kidding um uh, let's see the cheese curds are really good they have like seasoned cheese curds those are those are really good uh the pretzel place i have to sit in the the press box now with my new job during the game Uh, but right outside is the pretzel cart it's really good pretzels uh, but they had a, I think, like a Yelich cheeseburger. I think that's what, I, I forgot the name of it. But that thing is, it goes by really quick. Like you take a bite and then suddenly it's almost like you snort it. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would suggest that. Okay. Um, but all their food's really good. I actually know the chef. Uh, I got to meet Lauren Rue, executive chef. Ooh. Guy's the man. He actually has a pretty good Instagram page, too, because he posts pictures of all this food. So, nice. Uh, that's really good. But I don't know. Uh, stadium food is, is for me, it's hard to beat like a hot dog, just a good old hot dog. Yeah. That's just, I'm, I'm a pretty simple guy.
1: Okay. Um, when a I work,
0: dog goes a long way with me.
1: Yeah. Okay. When I, uh, worked in Beloit and lived there, I went to many brewers games, obviously. And, uh, the one time I went up there with my buddies, um, we went up there for, I think it was Cubs brewers and I got nachos and they were like, do you want do you want the small or do you want the large? And it was only like a couple dollars difference. And I got the large. I kid you not, it came in a full-size helmet. Like, like I can put it on my head. Um, and there was a lot of nachos in there. And it pained me to eat them all um, because it was so filling. Um, but I still use that helmet today to put, like, my keys and stuff in. Like it's like just little odds and ends there, but, but yeah, it was, that was, those were some epic nachos.
0: Well, it starts out early. You go to the field and they, you get an ice cream and they put it in those mini helmets. I used to collect those things. Actually, oh, yeah. I still have a bunch um, and they give them away too. If you go, uh, there's a brewery there called Broken Bat Brewery. Yeah, yeah. They have a, they have a food truck and the okay. food truck uh, they did. They, they parked it like in a little, um, like a garage door, like next to it. Yeah. Um, and I got cheese curds there and and their own little mini helmet. They came in a mini helmet with their logo on it. I thought that was cool, Uh, but that's where it starts. And then if they give you a helmet to put food in, like that, that's just the way the world should be. And, uh, in 2005, I was in, uh, Brevard County, Florida, Mm -hmm. playing for the the Brevard County Manatees, yeah. And one day I was doing the charting stands, and I was like, "Man, I'm starving." And you're not supposed to really eat in the stands; you're supposed to be charting the game, yeah. But I was hungry, and um, I, I was about to get married, so I was like, "Well, I need to start looking better." So I'm not going to go crush a bunch of hot dogs. So I tried to go the healthy route, mm-hmm. and I got a taco salad. Okay. And they put one of those helmets, so I don't think it was that healthy. I mean, it's like. <laughs>
1: probably not <laughs> like a giant bowl of like chips and lettuce and salsa and cheese
0: uh, but it was fantastic um and I kept that helmet until uh until I lost it I think one of my kids lost it but <laughs> I've totally forgotten about it
1: oh man <laughs> uh so what is your favorite place to visit I guess when you were what we'll, we'll separate it uh, in the majors, what was your favorite city to go to? And then in the minors, what was your favorite city to go to? Oh, good question.
0: Uh, in the big leagues, it's my favorite city is any big league city, right? Okay. It doesn't matter what city you're in. If you're yeah. in the big leagues, <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I would imagine. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I don't know. I had adventures, I feel like, in every city. One year we scrolled into uh, Pittsburgh and they were filming The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. So me and John Axford and Latroy Hawkins were like running the streets of Pittsburgh. Once the uh, bus reached the hotel, that was fun. Another time, me and Axford were running around San Diego, doing some sort of uh, trying to find Comic Con. Nice, <laughs> that was fun. Um, I don't know. Big Big League cities are awesome. New York is is fantastic. Yeah, you. I, I went to see so many exhibits and museum stuff. A lot of guys sleep in. Yeah, I reached a certain age where I just didn't sleep in anymore. I blame my children. But like <laughs> I would get up and go and venture out in the city and walk around and explore. And um, yeah, I ended up in the middle of like a Harry Potter traveling exhibit, Ooh. which I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan. Yeah. But when you see the props and like the, the wardrobes and, and some of the set pieces and what they did, and I was like, this is pretty cool. I could yeah. have slept all day or I could have came and, you know, learned spells. So right. I learned some spells.
1: Okay. <laughs> Very so cool. big
0: leagues, it's really any big league city. Let's yeah. be honest. Uh, for minor leagues, uh, besides Nashville, because I live here, yeah, um, I would say I really like Oklahoma City because you can walk everywhere. Bricktown okay. is is really cool. I really like uh, Des Moines, Iowa. Very cool. There's a lot of good places to eat there. They got a place called Zombie Burger that that just I want to cry. I miss it so much. <laughs> And uh, you can walk to the stadium and there's a lot of downtown stuff. I got to see it grow over the last 15 or so years. All right. So yeah, yeah, those are some good spots.
1: Okay. What is your favorite part about your job now on the broadcast team?
0: Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I really enjoy it. It's it's a rush. It's a different kind of rush. Um, Baseball is hard. Yeah. So like when you're out there in the field and you're trying to perform and do well, there's a lot of pressure. And it's you can't always enjoy it, right? Like you're out there on the mound. And you're like, I don't want to screw this up. You're not really having fun. But everything leading up to that, maybe after that's really fun. Or if you get a double play and get out of a jam, that's really fun. Yeah. Uh, But there's a lot of stress and anxiety that comes with it. With the broadcasting side, I mean, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm going to say anything wrong. And if I don't know something, I'll just say I don't know it. And if I mess up, I'll just say, yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. It's just really cool. (laughs) Like, like I, I don't feel like there's as much pressure to perform and as far as I hope my okay. bosses are happy and the fans are happy otherwise yeah. you know but I'm having a blast just coming to the field every day not having to worry about all those anxieties of playing yeah where I can just watch the game and just watch it for the sheer fun of it okay and it actually is an added bonus cuz I know some of the guys that are still on the team that were teammates of mine and friends of mine so I'm actually getting to see them where I where I don't get to know everything going on when you're a teammate you know what pitches people are working on you know what they worked on in the bullpen or what they're adding or if a guy has a hamstring issue or a toe problem or whatever it is and when you're up in the booth you don't know all this stuff Mm -hmm. so you're watching and you're just like "Ooh." so i give the players the benefit of the doubt and i really love doing that my joy is to sit there and when something happens and they ask me what do you think about this play i can sit there and go look we don't know what's going on in the clubhouse clearly they thought this we're looking at it. We we just have the bird's eye view. We don't really get to see all the details. I was like, but we get to see what happens out there. And if we just try to judge that by what we saw, we're not going to get the whole picture. So I like to just drop that curtain a little bit about, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes going on that we just don't know about. And, you know, I always wanted that as a player. So hopefully yeah. the players, you know, if, if they watch our show, <laughs> they appreciate that.
1: Did you ever see yourself, like when, when you were a player, like when you were thinking about, you know when you when you hang up your cleats did you ever think you were going to be like on the broadcasting team anywhere
0: not really no? i mean those guys have like a lot of years in yeah. the big leagues and i have just over 1 year okay. so i was like qualifications zero <laughs> you know i was like <laughs> why I just cross that out um but i actually have to give credit to my wife she's awesome and can foresee the future basically in 2013, I was in a living in a basement in Pennsylvania, playing for the the uh, Lancaster Barnstormers. Yeah, Not Lancaster, the Lancaster. Yeah, Barnstormers, and I'm living with this family in this basement. And just like, do I retire? How do I give up? This is 2013. Yeah, and I'm going. What do I do? And my wife goes, "You need to start thinking about the future." She's like, you know, you're, you're stressed out right now because you don't know what's next. She's like, I think you should get Twitter and I think you should get Facebook yeah. and kind of let that be your outlet that maybe that'll lead to it, you know, the next, your next career. And so she totally regrets that,
1: <laughs> by the way, because I just
0: took to Twitter and social media and, and have never looked back and I love it. And so I'd like to think that that's probably my personality coming through my social media is probably what helped me get this broadcasting gig. So probably. yeah, thanks, honey.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've you've been admired for for your social media presence, that's for sure. Um, yeah, all right. Um, so let's see here. Let me see if we have any other listener questions. Um, oh,
0: listeners, is this live? Am I late? I was late one I n-
1: No, no. Um, th- these were just like sent in on Twitter, so you're oh, good. Oh, cool. Um, this is actually from my buddy Steve Lewis. Um, and he, he lives in Wisconsin and I texted him and I said, and I said, Hey, I'm gonna have Tim Dillard on the show. And he said, really? That's awesome. He's hilarious on the Brewers live and on Twitter. Um, and then he said, and then he said, um, ask him who has the best beard or facial hair in MLB history.
0: I mean, I gotta say Raleigh fingers. That's just, yeah to be that good and have that good of a mustache. Oh, I mean, that's every man's dream. Um, I don't know. There's been a lot of good ones over the years. A lot of good mustaches. I like mutton chops, mutton chops, you know, big sideburns. Those are, those are hard to get away with out, out, out from the field. Yeah. You know, like, and even now sometimes when I have beard, long hair, if I'm in the off season or I'm walking around, people are always like, what's this guy do for a living? Cause he looks terrible, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I always, I always admire those guys that, that look like they don't care about personal grooming. They only care about what they're doing on the field. Um, and that's kind of few and far between now, but someone like Charlie Blackman, I mean, he just, he's got really good, really good flow going. Yeah. Hope he keeps that up. It's yeah. just a good, I, I'm, I, w- I was a, p- a pitcher that didn't play that much. Right. I'm a, I was a bullpen Pitcher at best at my you know, not playing them. I did as much as the Bat Boy, but you see these guys that play every day. They get to wear eye black or sunglasses or wristbands, batting gloves. Pitchers don't get any flair. So when the guy adds, you know, the beard and the long hair plus all that stuff, they just look awesome. So I would encourage every kid out there that's listening, just flare it up, have the most flair. Be good though. Be good at what you're doing. <laughs> wear as much flair as you can all
1: right yeah all right where can the listeners find you on social media tim
0: oh at dim tillard d-i-m-t-i-l-l-a-r-d i when i joined twitter back in april 2013 there was like 25 tim dillards okay so once i got over the realization that i wasn't special at all i i just changed it to dim tillard that's what john axford always uh would call me it was dim tillard okay and uh yeah, that's pretty much what it is across the board. Anytime a new social media comes out, I basically just go ahead and get my name just in case it takes off. But mainly Twitter and Instagram. Okay. Uh, that's how that's where we met. Yeah. And it's really that easy. My my messages are open. People message me all the time. I've I've shown guys in Puerto Rico how to throw my curveball sidearm. Okay. Uh, I've had conversations with people in other states and countries about, you know, movies or TV. Like it's just to me, I think that's what social media started out to be before it went completely wrong and horrible.
1: Right. So,
0: <laughs> but I'm only going to put stuff out there that my kids could read or watch. So that's that's where I'm at.
1: Okay, fantastic. And so I always end the episode with the same question, but I'm going to alter it a little bit for you. Um, usually I ask the folks that work in minor league baseball, you know what's your favorite walk-up song from from a player that's played for your team, um, and whose was it? But yours, I'm gonna ask you. What was your all-time favorite walk-in song from your playing career? Ooh,
0: um, does it have to be my walk-in song? My it doesn't have to be. Song? Okay, so Jeff Supod, when he was with the Brewers, he came out to the Who, Baba O'Reilly. Okay, and he wouldn't take the field to like it, it kicks up because you know that song it's like guitars like brruh, brruh, brruh. anyway uh that's one of the best intros that i have ever seen for anybody okay. doing anything ever and for mm-hmm. the best walk-up song i'll nominate myself and i'll say this because some people try to come up with something that's really catchy or really cool or really um trending or something like that yeah um so in 2017 i think uh they start to give us walk-up songs, even if you're a pitcher. Okay. And so I, I remember writing my name in there, you know, and I, I had the idea of what song and I wrote it in there and then forgot about it. Because I didn't get in a bat for two or three months. You know, I don't play that much. Yeah. And if I'm batting, it means I probably did something wrong. You know, like <laughs> the game was close, I gave it up. They're like, We're not wasting a guy off the bench to hit, get out there and hit. And so I go out there, I'm walking up to the plate. And not even thinking, I'm going to think about what I'm going to do next inning pitching. I'm not thinking about what I'm going to do at the plate, you know, at that moment. And I came out and uh, it's the 20th century Fox fanfare, you know, that comes on like before Star Wars. (laughs) I walk up to the plate and I'm like, I have never felt cooler than I do right now. Best intro song by far. The umpire was like. That's awesome. That's the best one I've ever heard. And I was like, thanks, random umpire. <laughs> and the catcher was like, Billy, that's pretty amazing. I was like, you know what's amazing? How bad I'm going to strike out right yeah. here. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> so I'm sure there's a photo somewhere of me, the catcher, and the umpire smiling as I swing through a 88-mile-an-hour fastball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you strike out or did you get a hit?
0: Uh, that particular bat, I may have just grounded out. No, actually, I hit a ball... I don't know. I only had a few at bats that year. I can't yeah. exact. I don't know which one, but I think I struck out. It seemed like the what was hard okay. for the course.
1: <laughs> all right. Awesome. All right. Well, that's all I got for you, Tim. Uh, thank you so much for coming on to the pulling tart podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time and, uh, let's, let's stay in touch. Okay.
0: We'll do Bobby. Thanks all for right. having me on, man. Yeah.
1: Have a great season. Yeah. Thank you. You've
0: listened to the Pulling Tarp Podcast, distributed by Stoveleg Media. Make sure you check out our page at Stoveleg.com to learn more about Bobby and the rest of the show. Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation.